0: hello and welcome to Mabinda FM podcast a series of podcast series where I discuss the issues that are critical and pressing to Africa and the world so for now let's look at three stories so I'll start with so I basically analyze the uh, headlines or opinion pieces mostly in the media and social media also and then I, I put in my two cents to those stories or opinion pieces so for now I'll start with Africa Facts Zone that is I think the most visited Africa focused Twitter page that is Africa Facts Zone on Twitter that is the most visited Africa focused Twitter page and and this tweet from Africa Facts Zone Liberians have rejected a referendum backed by President George Weyer reduce the presidential term limits from six to five years, renewable twice. It was also aimed at reducing the length of the term of senators from nine to seven years. This will have enabled George to run for a third term. This is a very, very wrong trend for Africa. You find once a president uh, is in the opposition, once someone is in, a politician in Africa is in the position, they are very vocal on the rule of law, and on the rule of law. But when they get to power, they all of a sudden imagine that they're the people's savior, and so they want a third term. We have seen it with Alison Water of Ivory Coast, who changed who changed the constitution so that he could run for a third term, ostensibly because. As Prime Minister Kolibali died, so he thought maybe he he thought he was the people's saviour. And then we saw, so this is the same waterer that had castigated Loro Bagbo, that Loro Bagbo was uh, hanging on to power and he even sent him to the ICC to face his charges of crimes against humanity. And then you have Alpha Conde of uh, Guinea who changed the constitution to run for a third term. So what could Alpha Count G- uh, of Guinea offer? Offer Guinea at 82 years of age that he has not offered in Guinea for the past 82 years. So one just wonders. And then Makisal of Senegal also is attempting to change the constitution so that he can run for another for a third term. So it seems the dicta- dictators are brewing everywhere in Africa. So the, uh, really the opposition figure in Africa is vocal only because he is not invited to the big table of thievery and looting. But once uh, they are invited to the big table they become just like the ruling party. They are criticizing. But here is the essential point. The fact is that the African big man has not learned the hallmark that the hallmark of a great dancer is to leave the stage when the applause from the audience is at its loudest, that is at its climax. The African big man dances his, is himself lame until he is removed off stage, lame and weak, either through a military coup or death due to health reasons. So these are trends that we should really arrest. Look at URM Seven of Uganda, 40 years in power. Uh, Paul B of Cameroon, 37 years in power. Itris Debi, more than 25 years in power. Then you have, then all these dictators simply have not chance that the hallmark of a great dancer is to leave the stage when the applause from the crowd is at its loudest otherwise you become a nuisance to the audience that wants a new dance on stage so that's it from africa Factor zone so here's a quick uh, roundup of the startup news in africa techinafrica.com techinafrica.com digital contactless payment by apple pay now available in south africa then north african innovators to reap from $32.7 million in SEED program, I guess everywhere they want uh, to be, every region of the world wants to be the next Silicon Valley, although now the question will be, can Silicon Valley really be replicated apart from Tel Aviv in Israel, which has surpassed Silicon Valley in areas such as cyber security and defense systems. Then the other uh, it was Silicon Valley wannabes really have, uh, have a long way to go. Even in the United States itself, cities such as New York and Boston haven't quite replicated the Silicon Valley, uh, California Bay area. And then South Africa, cloud-based security setup expands in the UK. So it's good to see that African companies are expanding and that being an african owned multi-million dollar company will soon be a a norm rather than the exception so a quick take from techcrunch.com three ways venture capital firms can construct sustainably diverse portfolios so the venture capital firms are accused that they are basically white male dominion zone so I think this article is calling for a way that there could be more women and uh, black people on uh, tech, on venture capital firms, because there's what we call confirmation bias. And if a woman, for example, a woman is uh, assessing a woman founder, she can better relate to her experiences and the struggle she has gone through than what a white male could or well, the same applies to a black, a black venture capitalist could better relate to the experiences of a black founder. And maybe so then they could meet halfway. But when it's just white male receipt, venture capital firms, if it's it just white male venture capitalists uh, assessing founders, then there's a confirmation bias towards uh, only funding white males. And then another uh, startup news from techcrunch.com Uruguayan payment startup uh, delocal double valuation to $5 billion from $150 million uh, raise. And then another story from TechCrunch Clubhouse will create billions in value and capture none of it. Clubhouse will create billions in value and capture none of it. I guess this is the era when a company is valued at uh, a billion dollars and yet has no not only does it have no profit but it has no revenue. So the startup economy sometimes is really like a huge bubble a uh, bubble game, a huge Ponzi scheme. So but they say they are valued that way because of the future goodwill. Accountants will know the future goodwill of something. That is the perceived value of something in the future. So that's why in the 10 employee startups are valued at a billion dollars. So let's move to the United States, that is, Breibert News, Breibert News, so from Breibert News, Breibert News reports that President Joe Biden's United States citizenship and immigration services is removing the term, alien, to refer to foreign nationals in the U.S. from the agency's policy manual. The agency's policy manual will no longer include the term "alien" to describe foreign nationals in the U.S. and instead will feature more inclusive language. This is just another uh, form of culture. Uh, this is just another form of cancel culture that is now becoming so rampant in the United States. So basically, uh, Joe Biden is doing everything to to reverse Trump's policies. But I think on immigration, I think uh, America has a right to to grant more legal immigrants, citizenship, and chase away the illegal immigrants. So and and really, the illegal immigrants in a country like Australia are processed in a far away uh, island, that is Papua New Guinea, but in the United States, now even for Islam, you'll have to, you can travel to the United States as you await your asylum status to be processed. That will be unthinkable during the Trump era. So and then so I think basically the United States move to needs to move to the immigration policy of Canada and Australia through a points based merit system where the higher your academic and professional qualifications, the more likely you are to immigrate to those countries. So, this will mean the United States attracts the best and brightest from around the world. So, it becomes a merit based immigration system rather than a familial immigration system, which is, is what is at it present. Because now, 12, about 12 million immigrants, illegal immigrants are about to be given a pathway to citizenship, and that will, of course, put a strain on the American taxpayer. That she will uh, have to fund uh, the unemployment, job benefits, and all the public services these illegal immigrants will procure from the United States. Whereas, if legal, legal immigration has always renewed America, because America has been a land of immigrants, but because they came in illegally, except of course the forced immigration of blacks. But other than that, the uh, uh, immigrants came in legally through the, uh, the, Alice, uh, through the uh, new york elisa uh, island so i think the what i'm basically trying to argue that the united states should encourage legal immigration and continue to offer the h1b visa which is the uh, the visa that enables a foreign a talented foreign worker to apply her talents in the united states and then discourage or do away with illegal immigration because by now countries are competing for the best and brightest brains and it is not now material resources it is the brains the knowledge economy and ideas that will separate the winning countries from the losing countries where we have uh, ideas such as internet software biotech Smart hardware, industrial internet of things, this is what is coming to revolutionize the world and the United States needs to attract the world's best and brightest if it is to stay ahead of the world. So my basic argument is that encourage legal immigration, discourage illegal immigration or even process illegal immigration inside Mexico instead of the border at Texas for example. So that's my, te- my three texts for now where I've analysed are uh, Jojo wants to extend his third term that is from Africa Facts Zone Then I've looked for Startup News from techinafrica.com Another Startup Global Startup News from techcrunch.com And then from Brebert News where President Joe Biden is removing the term Alien to describe a foreign national so that, those are four stories that I've just given you right there. So you can also check my book that is The New Africa Rising, that is The New Africa Rising available on Amazon.com The New Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango, is available on Amazon.com for only $4.99 I've a link at the top, just copy and paste it into your browser where you can begin reading the first 20 pages for free. In the book, I basically analyze how Africa can move from being the periphery, the 1% continent that contributes 1% to the global economic output, and move to be the 60-70% continent that contributes 70% to the world economic output. And I argue that the creative genius entrepreneur is the one who is going to lift Africa by, by uh, it's the one who is going, who is going to carry Africa on her back. The African politician is a lost cause. I don't think we can expect anything from the African politician. So, yeah, uh, just get that book. That is the new Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. Available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. I'll the link at the top. So, thank you for listening to this episode. Another episode will be coming to you in due time so i basically look at the trending news and mostly opinion pieces then i give in my two cents on what i uh, on what i think about those stories and opinion pieces so thank you for now for listening thank you so much